1: B'tu Hashem, bi'aretz Chayim, biros
2: Hashem, Hashem. Chazak a fierce libero, Has a fierce libero, Hashem, Cave, Hashem, Has a fierce libero, Has a Hashem. Liberal has the cave a via base. Do let him out here. We rose with two hashem. Chazak Be'chol I'll man I miss, bring the I'm <laughs> a
3: and am a good, yes, Kibi, Zai, Matu, Ya, God, Ya, God, Ya, God, Ya, God, Ya, God, Ya, Lejúyes a la
1: Oh
0: Yidel sounds like some MBD in that selection as well. Off of uh, Yidel's most recent CD, that's Hannah Shamalach. Words that uh, we'll start saying soon. Those of us who are uh, in the Ashkenazi community will start saying Sluchus September 1st, uh, early, early, early Sunday morning. And those of us in the Sephardic community, uh, Sluchus begins tomorrow, believe it or not. Isaac Honig with Keser, the Chevra had Adolam. Shlomo Simcha, with Odi Shama off of the Fusion CD. Diaspora did Lule off of the Diaspora Collection. Then we did the one off the Diaspora Reunion. And, of course, those are words from L'davad Hashem Ori, which we began saying last night, uh, for the month of Elul. And Regesh, Modani, opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday, on this August 7th, the 1st of Elul. Today is the second day of Rosh Chodesh. We do say Baruchin Afshi before shofar blowing today. That's the rule. <laughs> I've, always, uh, I've always maintained that it's one of the most confusing mornings for a gabai. Other people think I'm nuts for saying that, but hey, whatever it is, that's the rule. Barachin chauffeur, with L'davr Hashem Ori. 72 degrees, 72% humidity, Windsor West. At four miles an hour, afternoon thunderstorms with a high of 75. Then tonight, scattered thunderstorms, low 72. Same for tomorrow with a high of 83 degrees. We're at 88 in New Tel Aviv, and Haifa, 102 in a lot. Up in Guilford, New York, it warmed up a bit. Our friends at Camp Misora have 64 degrees, heading up to 77 later on. And, oh, by the way, Gavriel Siegel reported that the Misora experience was a great three days. So a big... Uh, A big uh, hello and good morning to Joseph Stansky, Ari Katz, the head counselors, and everybody responsible for the good time that that group of kids had. 72 right now here in Jersey City as we say good morning on a Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. Dr. Pinter of the uh, Hospital for Joint Diseases, an old friend of ours, is going to be joining us coming up. He'll he'll tell us about the latest uh, in terms of the hospital's relationship with our community. Uh, plus feature a couple of the doctors who are making groundbreaking uh, progress in the world of orthopedics. We'll do that later on. And Joey Bodner is scheduled to join us. Uh, part of our trip next week to Israel is a visit to Yeshiva Chalvim. He's one of the people that knows uh, a tremendous amount about that incredible Yeshiva. We'll speak to him in the uh, 8 o'clock hour this morning. And speaking of next week's trip... It is unbelievable how many people are commenting about our journey next week. We've done a lot of great radio programming from Israel, thank God. And we have wonderful shows next week. Shalvim on Wednesday, as we've mentioned, and on Thursday we'll be with Leora Teji at Ormei Bracha in Yerushalayim as they get their Russia Shana campaign into full gear. Monday and Tuesday, one of the most incredible One of the unique things that only JM and the AM can bring to the worldwide listening audience. And that is a uh, live radio show on Monday morning from JFK airport as the staff of Nefesh B'Nefesh readies themselves for the early afternoon journey with over 400 Olim to Israel. Then I actually get on the plane. I actually get on the plane. I don't think anybody here in the Siegel family is fearing that I won't get back on a plane, back to the U.S., but if it does happen, it would happen only on a nefesh-benefesh flight at this point, that's for sure. We get on the plane, we'll have our, uh, our staff with us, and I'll tell you why in a moment, and we travel with 400 people to Israel, all of whom are going to be staying there permanently, as 400 new Olim in one day... Head from North America to the Holy Land. We have our staff with us because when we land in Ben Gurion Airport and all the amazing and incredible celebration and hoopla is taking place, we'll be doing a three-hour JM in the AM Tuesday radio show. You'll hear it between 6 and 9 in the morning on Tuesday here in the New Jersey, New York area and, of course, around the world as well. But we'll do the show right when we land in Ben Grion with the big celebration and all the unbelievable guests there on the spot in the place, the first place that everyone heads to when they get to the Holy Land, and that's, of course, the airport. So that's where we'll be. Uh, The ceremony will take place, which is always moving and always incredible. Uh, They'll have a lot of special, uh, distinguished guests We'll do the radio show. There'll be plenty of live music, I am told. It'll, in fact, it'll probably be a, uh, a an ultra-festive atmosphere. This is not a group flight. This is a charter flight, completely dedicated. And the group flights are great, but the charter flights are unbelievable. So uh, NBN, Nefesh Benefesh, we salute you, and we will do so live and in person Monday from JFK, Tuesday from Ben Gurion. And we will um, have the amazing opportunity in between to be on the flight as uh, the Olim 400-plus head to the Holy Land permanently. Every time I think about it, I get chills. I'm sure it will be absolutely remarkable. Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM with 72 degrees. Afternoon thunderstorms at a high of 75. We're at 22 minutes before 7 o'clock. As we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and, of course, around the world on the web, theam.org.
4: I de 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 Malé, 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 Sein, I see my costo sein.
5: He will be chaser, he will be choral, he will be be
4: choral, he will be chaser, he will be choral, he will be chaser, be choral, he Sending yeah. up yeah.
5: The no.
0: Chodesh Morning with Shal Shalas Jr. Ah, uh, the Yerushalayim music as we get set for Monday's amazing journey. That's Samachti, Split the Sea from Aryeh Kunstler, Vavios, and Benny Friedman. Uh, Barry Weber had Yerushalayim. That Nigun is called Yerushalayim. Dove Hendler with Yehia Chodesh down This Rosh Chodesh Morning at JM the Am. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and Listen to sponsored sponsor, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WNYX Montgomery, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. News from Israel coming up. On Twitter, we're uh, at Nachum Siegel Net. On Facebook, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. Make sure to like that page. Monday, we journey to the Holy Land with... Um, and it's hard to believe we've never done this. It is really hard to believe we never did it. But all these years later, with Nefesh B'Nefesh, we head to the Holy Land for some very special programming. Galitzal Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast
6: next. <laughs> ברשותי אקופ فرينكل وتيكا خليفة בניגוד לתהנותה של הנגיד לשעבר. הראשות בהונگק מודיות היום, לא יתנצצלנו בפנав. فرينكل ניצאר והוא בפנים ישופית. כתבתנו איננה ליבזון.
7: בדגובה לפניה התנה ארץ מסר דוברת מיסרד המישפטים בהונگק כי בnovember 25 ניצאר אקופ فرينكل בגלל חשד כי, החליפות, כי גם כי התה כפי שטענה נגיד לשעבר חודשיים לאחר מעצרו בגלל מידה נוסף שהגיע לרשויות בוטל נגדו כתב אישום
6: האחראת הדין שמטלטלת את הדתית טלי אלון, אחותו של הרב אלון הגיבה להרשעתו בביצוע מעשה מגונה בקטין ביברה בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים עם יעל דן.
8: קיבלנו את זה קשה, בתדמה, אנחנו אוהבים, אנחנו אוהבים את מוטי אהבת נפש שיושבים איתו, הוא לא צריך את תמיכתנו חודש הוא באמת בנו, מחילה ל ל ל מכילה לכולם, בקשה שליחה אנשים שאולי נפגעו ולא היו אמורים להיפגע או שלא ידענו שהם
6: רשת הגופה המבוטרת במזוודה, איידן דמירן, פועל בניין מטורקיה, הוא החשוד ברצח חברתו אילונה דניס. כתבתנו שרון פולוור מוסרת שמעצרו אורח בשני מסר ימים. עורכת דינו סוזי עוז סינאי מהסנגוריה הציבורית, דענה שלא היה שם רצח, אלא הגנה עצמית. מדוע פסטיבל היעין במוזיא... במוזיאון ישראל לא נגיש לנחים? כתבנו יותם אמברגר. מוזיאון ישראל בבירה כולו מונגש מאוד מלבד רחבה אחת שמלאה בחצץ ואין עליה גישה בחיסרות גלגלים. אבל על פי כן, ולמרות שהתריעו להם על בעיית הנגישות מבעוד מועד, בחרו מארגני פסטיבל היעין דבקה את הרחבה הזו שלא מאפשרת לנחים להשתתף בפסטיבל. הפרטים המלאים והתגובות בתוכניתנו יהיה בסדר בשעה שלוש. חייל צהל נפצע בצהריים בינוניים מכדור שנפלט ופגע ברגלו באחד המוצבים על הר החרמון. מסוג של מגן דוד אדום מפנה אותו לבית החולים רמב״ם בחיפה כשמצבו יציב. כתבנו גיא ורום מוסר שהמשטרה הצבאית מתחה בחקירה. מדד החשמל עכשיו הצריכה בישראל הגיעה כעת ל-9,986 מגווט כי 82% מסך יכולת הייצור הכוללת. ולסיום, שלוש שעות לפני פתיחת השערים בפארק הארקון, המאריצים של כברת כבר מתכוננים. איתי שלנברג, מאריץ פטיק, דיבר בתוכניתנו בילוי היום עם לירון זייד. נגיע ב-5.5 ככה, אני הולך להיות קצת לא תרבותי ולקחוף מראה לי קצת אנשים. <אח>
4: אין מה לעשות, כי אנחנו... בברכת הסולטן היינו למעלה. ואמרתי,
5: אם אין סיכוי בעולם, ירדתי שם על של הסארנד ושם באמת... היו כל החבר'ה
6: הרציניים שרקדו וישתוללו. אלה החדשות שאורך חדר
0: Summers later, after the uh, disaster of Gush Katif. Uh, Let my people stay. It's New Sinai Sound here at JM in the AM. Before that, the um, Shwebel Sharf and Levine Volume 4 with Achas. And you heard Deddy open up the 7 o'clock hour with Yehia Chodesh on this Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM. It is Rosh Chodesh Elol. Show for blowing begins today. All the traditional editions. For Oshkodesh, of course, 72 degrees, afternoon thunderstorms, a high temperature of 75. Well, Monday we travel to Israel with Nefesh Benefish. It is hard to believe. After 10 plus years of Nefesh Benefish, we have never done this. We get our, our opportunity, and I thank Nefesh Benefish for giving us the opportunity. We get the opportunity this coming Monday. We are actually going to be doing... When you wake up Monday morning to tune into JM in the AM, we will be in JFK Airport as the Nefesh B'Nefesh staff is busily preparing for the big flight, over 400 people heading to the Holy Land to live in Israel. So we'll be at JFK. We'll broadcast live between 6 and 9. We'll be on the flight, meeting and greeting as many of these amazing Jewish heroes as possible. And then when we land in Tel Aviv, in Ben Gurion Airport, we present Tuesday's J.M. and the A.M. You'll hear it between 6 and 9 o'clock, regular time, right here on your uh, regular radio stations and, of course, around the world on the web. But we will um be doing that show straight from Ben Gurion Airport, which is pretty amazing. As the celebration and the incredible atmosphere just builds and builds and all the hoopla of a big arrival of a Nefesh Benefesh charter flight in Israel takes place. Nefesh Benefesh, by the way, has a retirement workshop in New York this coming Sunday beginning at 10 a.m. at the UJA Federation. You can learn more about retirement in Israel with health care, rights, benefits, building a social network, the Go North and Go South programs. It's 866 4ALIA, 866 866-4. number 4. And then A-L-I-Y-A-H. You could also uh, head to the web, nbn.org.il, slash workshops, nbn.org.il, slash workshops. And their financial grants for heading to the uh, north and heading to the south continue. Go to nbn.org.il, slash north-south, nbn.org.il, slash north-south. The... Um, Yeshivas Mon, the brand new school year, if you will, for yeshivas in Israel and around the world, begins today on the 1st of Elul. And we will be visiting, after we um, finish our Monday and Tuesday presentations with Nefesh B'Nefesh, we will be visiting Yeshivat Shalvim, one of the historic and amazing Hezder Yeshivot of Israel. The students will have been there for about a week at that point, and we'll be visiting on Wednesday doing J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday afternoon, which you'll hear, of course, Wednesday morning right here in your regular uh, J.M. in the A.M. time slot. Then Thursday will uh, be the guests of Leora Teji and everybody at Armey or Bracha as they continue to uh, help people, and we'll only increase to do so as we get closer to the brand-new year of 5774. That'll be our Thursday plan before heading back to the usa so that is the uh, situation with next week it will start with an unbelievable (laughs) and incredible show on monday from jfk airport with nefesh benefesh and it'll just get uh, more and more intriguing as the week goes on but that monday and tuesday uh this coming week will just be remarkable to head to Israel with the uh, hundreds of Jewish heroes. Afternoon thunderstorms At the high of 75. We're at 72 right now at 19 minutes after 7 o'clock. Dr. Isaac Pinter and some special guests from NYU's Hospital for Joint Diseases is going to be joining us. They have as, they have again stepped up their um, accommodations for our community. It's amazing what they're doing over there. We'll speak to them coming up. And to Joey Bodner, in advance of our trip to Israel, will join us later on. He'll have... Uh, A little preview for us of what's happening at Yeshivat Shalvim. We'll do that coming up in the 8 o'clock hour uh, this morning at JM in the AM. Ellie Gerstner, Yeshiva Boys Choir, next at JM in the AM. is right we will be uh, with hundreds of people who are coming back to the holy land oh boy it's gonna be amazing i'll tell you we will be with hundreds of people uh, coming back to the holy land this coming monday jfk airport with nefesh benefesh Can you imagine that's what we're doing monday morning show then when we land with nefesh benefesh in tel aviv with hundreds of olim we'll do the tuesday morning show straight from there from ben grion airport this is going to be a remarkable journey, to say the least. We'll spend most of the week in Israel, and uh, it really should be incredible. Those of you who want Nefesh Benefesh information, especially about their retirement uh, seminar, the uh, retirement workshop that they're doing this coming Sunday in New York City, go to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, or 866 4 eight six six 866-4, and then A L I Y A. H Afternoon thunderstorms, high 75. We're at 72 right now in a Rosh Chodesh morning at JM and the AM. Reminder, later today on our stream at jmandtheam.org, Yossi Zweig will be doing a Z-Report live lunch. He has an amazing show scheduled with brand new singles out of Israel with superstars Eyal Golan. He's got a brand new one, premiere of a single from Yaniv Ben Mashiach. Some great new songs from a whole host of uh, of artists that he's going to be featuring, including Oif Simchas and Yishai Lapidot. And a whole bunch of brand new music. You know what? Uh, Yossi Wag is known for presenting a Z-Report live lunch on Wednesdays, which features a lot of brand new selections. So make sure to be tuned in starting at 12 noon Eastern time on the stream, jmnam.org, for all the proceedings. So drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Masar of Zebner, Yosef Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser
8: with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Every Rosh Chodesh, we are inspired to reach new heights. The Torah tells us, Vayochel Noyach Isha Adama. Noyach, the man of the earth, disgraced himself and planted a vineyard. The great Goin in Rosh Hashiva, Haravar Kotler, explains that this pasuk is difficult to understand. Noyach is referred to as an Isht Tzadik, And all of the world's creations were saved in the merit of his righteousness. Noyach gathered together all the animals, brought them into the Teva. He cared for them throughout their stay. As a matter of fact, he and his family spent many sleepless nights tending to the needs of the animals. Now, because of a slight infraction, where Noyach concerned himself with the planting of a vineyard, he became the Isha Dama, the man of the earth. The harvest of the vineyard would ultimately be needed for the Nesachim, the libations for the Korbanos. We know that Neach learned Torah. He was knowledgeable about these laws, just as he knew how to distinguish between the animals that were Tahar and those that were Tameh, unclean. Why did this simple act of planting a vineyard mark him as an Isha Adama, a man of the earth? The Rosh Hashiva explains that this act signified an interruption in his aliyah in Kedusha, his ascent into holiness. He was no longer ascending the levels. His attention became diverted to a material desire. Even if it might have been initiated l'shem shamayim, purely for the sake of heaven, that inclination diminished the level of his entire avodah. Rebaran clarifies this concept with the example of one who learns Torah diligently, for each day, for 18 hours. Every minute of those 18 hours is calculated in the category of an avaydah that is unique to an 18 hour a day study of Torah. If this individual will study Torah for only 10 hours one day, not only will there be an actual decrease in the amount of hours devoted to Torah learning, but the essence of his Avada his service of Hashem, will be diminished. His Kabbalah's old Torah, the acceptance of the yoke of Torah, will be of an entirely different genre. This is stated in Chagiga. One who reviews his learning 100 times is not at all comparable to one who reviews his learning 101 times. Although Noyach remained in the purview of a prophet, his words about the future generations were divine and they were recorded in the Torah. Nevertheless, there is a schism between the Ish Tzaddik that he was initially and the Ish Adoma that he became after he planted the vineyard. We say in the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, Zaman Kapara Lechol You have given your people a time of atonement for all of their offspring. May we use the opportunity of Rosh Chodesh and live a life of spiritual striving. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser. Bringing you morning physic. Have a gooden chöyde. And
0: that's right, folks. Our Elul Shofer Blowing here at JM in the AM, which remains a tradition every weekday all the way until Erev Rosh Hashanah right here. At JM and the AM, you know the year is moving when we finally get back to our old chauffeur blowing, that's for sure. It's a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. Dr. Isaac Pinter is with us live via telephone. Dr. Pinter is the uh, Administrative Director of the Department of Behavioral Medicine and Pain Management Center at the Hospital for Joint Diseases of NYU. He is also the liaison between the uh, hospital... And the Jewish community, um, liaison between the uh, community and the NYU Hospital for Joint Diseases for Orthopedics, Rheumatology, Neurology, and Rehab, city and tri-state wide. And uh, if Dr. Pinter and his distinguished panel uh, that he has gathered for us this morning is with us on the air, I must tell a quick personal tale of how I first met Dr. Pinter 13 years ago after a freak, and I mean a really freak, crazy accident where on a Sunday morning I dislocated my shoulder, some of you may remember because we've joked with Ding about it a million times since it happened on the Upper West Side and, he, and we, we always joke how he could have come and, and saved my life but anyway, that's an old routine so anyway, uh, I end up in the hospital and uh, they uh, reset the shoulder and all that stuff and they say the first person you have to call on Monday morning is Dr. Isaac Pinter Dr. Pinter, good morning, do you remember this tale?
9: Morning. Well, yes, I do nothing <laughs> That
0: was something, I'll tell you and sure enough, I called Dr. Pinter, and he uh, set me up with uh, somebody who's pretty well-known, Dr. Andrew Rokito, who eventually did do surgery on the shoulder, and the rest, as they say, is history. Dr. Pinter, I appreciate you joining us, and it's great to have you back on the air.
9: Thank you. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to really to be on the air with you, especially on on, on Cell, to be able to talk about... Uh, a lot of good work that uh, that people do that we do at the hospital at the NYU Hospital for Joint
0: Diseases. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm sure over the last 13 years, things have only gotten better and better. Joining Dr. Pinter this morning is Dr. David Feldman, chief of pediatric orthopedics at the hospital, who is uh, who revealed to me at one point that he does uh, a lot of work in Israel as well, which I'd love to touch on this morning. Dr. Feldman, welcome to the show
10: morning thank you for
0: having me a pleasure and the uh, vice chairman of clinical affairs for the nyu hospital for joint diseases dr joseph bosco is with us dr bosco welcome to the show yeah
11: welcome thank you very much for having
0: me a pleasure appreciate you uh, being with us so uh, uh dr pinter this is how many years have you been with the hospital at this point uh
9: 40 plus unbelievable
0: they know to say the least. And um, I know that the hospital has gone uh, the extra mile, so to speak. I guess they say that on Medical Mile. The extra mile to do whatever is necessary, whatever is possible for the Jewish community. There is a, uh, a great need out there, as you know. Uh, for so many different services at different times of the year, and certainly every week when it comes to Shabbos. And uh, everybody at uh, NYU Hospital for Joint Diseases has tried to do whatever possible uh, to accommodate the community. What does that include, Dr. Pinter? What has the hospital done to make sure that everybody from our community is as comfortable as possible?
9: Historically, over the years, we've always maintained a a Shabbos room at the hospital and where family members... uh, we're able to sleep over within the hospital setting besides the apartment apartments, which are literally around the corner from the hospital. Um, at this point we, there is a major reconstruction, you know, construction work that's being done at the hospital. And, uh, Ultimately, we will be uh, able to establish a Bikr Cholim room, uh, which would be a, a room basically set aside for all, for the kosher patients with the kosher f- facility, to be able to um, have a, uh, a respite of just going in for a, for a coffee, for, for for something to eat on, uh, and some Toa Meha for Shabbos, too, in a sense. Uh, that ultimately is in the plans uh, within the next couple of months for us to be able to establish that.
0: Option. Does anything change in this department, in this area, area which is so important to us in terms of shabbos and i guess what we would call orthodox accommodations now that you're under the nyu banner does any of that change
9: well it only has gotten uh, better and, and enhanced i mean we have uh... full complement of a, of a full of uh, room and and uh, um, the patient navigators uh, you know with this from the community who are at the NYU Hospital itself, at, Titt, at the Tisch Center, NYU uh, Hospital, at L- Lango Medical Center, uh, and this just trickles down to us too. In a sense, that we're able to uh, really be available, uh, literally 24/7, to be able to maintain the needs of our patients at, at all times. Uh, with full support of administration and, and the Department of Nursing, which is the, the, key, the key player in, in all patient care activities.
0: All right, how did, uh, and I, I, you'll, you'll tell me if you or uh, some of our other guests are best equipped to uh, uh, to address this, how did the Hospital for Joint Diseases get to this point where it enjoys its amazing rankings, where it has uh, twenty thousand over 20,000 orthopedic procedures done every year and really has become the address when it comes to uh, orthopedic procedures?
9: Well, I'd like to have our uh, distinguished panel pick up on that,
0: Dr. Bosco. All right, Dr. Bosco, tell me about this. How did the hospital historically uh, get into this direction and eventually become uh, the uh, uh, amazing um, um, uh, facility that's become till this point?
11: Well, you know, listen, we started over 100 years ago... uh, and as a Jewish hospital, uh, for crippled and infirmed, and, and we've gone on from there. I mean, and, and it's all the strength of our faculty. I mean, you know, David Feldman's a world-renowned pediatric orthopedic surgeon, and he ha- has a, a group of his peers do uh, wonderful pediatric work. We have spine guys. And, and so we, we made a commitment a long time ago to culturally competent medicine, which is a big fancy word for, you know, we know that if people are comfortable in your hospital, they do better. Right. People are comfortable if you speak their language and observe their customs, whatever they are, respect. So that's what we've been doing. So I think what I, when I'm i so proud about our place is guys like David and the rest of, rest of our faculty, we combine top-notch, world-class, the best possible orthopedic care with a sense of, uh, uh, you know, Sensitivity to to people's uh, emotional and other needs, so it's a, it's a welcoming place. You know, there's a lot of community hospitals that are very welcoming, right. but they they don't have the
0: expertise. And so it's not just a, it's, it's not just about bones and muscles, huh? <laughs>
11: no, no, no. I, you, know, you know what it's like. And yep. in hospital, you know, bones and muscles heal, but they heal better if, if people care about your your uh,
0: how you feel. Oh, no question about it. Dr. Bosco, I'll ask this to Dr. Feldman as well, obviously, in his area. And I think that every time anybody medical is on this show, they get asked a question like this or a, ver- a variation of it. Uh, how much has it changed over the years? And I can only imagine the advancements in the area of orthopedics, rheumatology, treating and rehab and all this stuff that's going on on is there a way for you to describe to this audience how different things are not that a hundred years ago but even 10 or 15 years ago
10: hey, I mean I guess I can answer that question I mean for me I finished my residency at NYU and Hospital for Joint Diseases 20 years ago and I don't think there's a procedure that I did then that I do the same today um, both technologically and even just in terms of what we're able to accomplish uh, being minimally invasive mean that we don't, you know, we used to do things much more open. Patients spend much more time in hospitals, which are probably not very good for patients to spend time in. Um, and I think that nothing we do twenty years ago we do today. I mean, I think it's a, it's an evolution. You develop from where you are, and you go different places. But it's a very rapidly changing world in terms of technology. And in terms of the way medicine is working.
0: And and what and again, I don't know if there is an answer to this, but was, was there some type of landmark discovery or procedure or attitude or something that was added to the regimen uh, in the last 10, 15 years that made this or helped make this dramatic change?
10: I, th- I think in orthopedics there's been a couple. I mean, I don't think that anything happens in medicine other than vaccines that happen you know, in one moment it always right. evolves from something but I think some of the things are biologics and that we we look at we look at a patient in terms of a whole you know the whole person and we deal with not just the bone being broken and we fix it but actually we look at the biologics of that we mean that we look at what helps bone to heal, what makes it heal better, what makes the patient heal better, what factors are involved in preventing infection, what, what factors are involved? In having the best outcome we can have, so I think that's really been the, uh, the the movement. And obviously, the computer age and and all that has helped us as well in communication and 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 being able to communicate with others around the world. I think that has really made this world a very small place for discovery to uh, be picked up much quicker than it used to be.
0: Do you still get a nice uh, a compliment of uh, young students? Are there still people out there who are enthusiastically entering this area?
10: Oh, absolutely. I think we're the largest. I mean, maybe Dr i speak about this. But I think we're the largest residency program in the country. So we train 12 residents per year um, in our group, and they are just the finest and the brightest. I mean, I think that I'm not. Sure, you know, I think that medicine is still an attractive, uh, still an attractive field for for young people. I think it's a uh, it's a mission, and I think that uh, people. We are truly blessed to have these people with us every day. Um, working and teaching us as well as we're trying to teach them.
0: Hmm. Uh, With us, uh, Dr. Isaac Pinter. He is uh, the uh, Administrative Director of the Department of Behavioral Medicine and Pain Management at the Hospital for Joint Diseases of NYU. And of course, the uh, historic liaison between uh, the Hospital for Joint Diseases and our community. Dr. David Feldman, chief of pediatric orthopedics. Dr. Joseph Bosco, vice chairman of clinical affairs for the NYU Hospital for Joint Diseases. Uh, so, Dr. Bosco, what would you say in terms of the um, in terms of the students of today and uh, and the potential that is out there to watch this department grow even more and more?
11: Well, Nakom, that's a great question. And, and listen, Dave, David Feldman is a, a brilliant guy. So, I can't speak for him, but when I I interview the guys coming in for residency, and I know that I couldn't make it in our residency now, I wouldn't again accept it. They would probably laugh at my application, (laughs) you know, because I got done 25 years ago. These kids are smart and they're accomplished and more and more, and they're dedicated. And they sort of, it's good because every year you, you spend three days interviewing and you realize the importance of what you do and 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 the idea that there's really really talented bright kids that want to do the same thing you do, which which I think you know it's it's a nice little affirmation of what we do and again, you know we have david has has outlined very nicely all the technological advances because I agree I did my got done on my residency twenty two years ago now, and I don't do the same thing I did back then, nor should you right. however, but what I learned so you mean why do a residency, but what you learn is how to take care of patients how to be a physician, how to be caring, and those things haven't changed, right. What changes are technological advances, but the, the core of, of being a physician really hasn't.
0: Um, Dr. Feldman, I always joke uh, with the arrangers of Jewish music on this program how I can never fathom what it means to, ar- to arrange a song or even compose a song. It's, just, it's something that's completely beyond me. I, I would say the same thing about surgery. I cannot imagine you know opening somebody up and trying to uh, discover first, and then, well, with x-rays and stuff, I guess you you, nothing's too much of a surprise, but discover first and, of course, figure out a way to repair what's going on. Does every surgery teach you something? Do you do you go in there uh, in the legs and arms and still discover stuff that, that either surprises you or that you have to add to your repertoire each and every time?
10: Well, I, mean, I think for me that is the uh, the beauty of medicine or the beauty of, of always learning something new. I mean, every time I think I leave the operating room, I, I review it with the residents. I review it with my, myself and say, what well, could we have done differently? What can we learn from this? How can we go about doing things differently or better? And I think that actually is the beauty of being in a, in a teaching institution or, the, or the, uh, in the beauty of medicine. If you're just... Stagnating and just not learning something new every time, then I don't think that is as interesting in trying to make patients better. We can always do better. We can always, uh, and I think, you know, maybe 30 years from now, they'll think we were in the dark ages today. So I I think that that's that's true. And and learning, you know, surgery is is a progression. That's why I don't think you just open people up, you know, one day, and then, oh, my God, you can just do that. I think it's much more of a... You know, a slow progression during residency, and then fellowships, and and gradually, and then having mentors, and eventually, then you become competent enough to be able to do that.
0: You know, you know, when I when I meet some of the young people who are with our network, it is—I mean, thank God—I've gotten to this point where where I'm able to tell. That there is amazing raw talent among some of them. Are you? Do you meet young people who use and you say to yourself uh, after I don't know after you've seen them for half a year in the operating room, whatever the you know the course of study may be, where you say to yourself there's a superstar in the making.
10: Absolutely, I think that that's uh... that's the best part of it is when you have someone who you can become you know friends with almost during their residency where you're you're co mentoring each other and uh, we do see superstars and we've had a number go on all over the country. I mean we've We have, uh, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so we have people everywhere around the country who trained here and who've gone on to, you know, big positions in other universities and within the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. So I think we know that very pretty quickly during their residency who the superstars
0: are. Tell me about Israel, Dr. Feldman. I know you're heading there very soon, right?
10: Yeah, so Israel is is just really an extension of what we do. Um, I think that the... Uh, that we do some really complex surgery in in uh, joint disease at NYU, and I think that, that that lends itself towards a place where in Israel there is just not enough um, there is not enough pathology because the, the population is pretty small even compared to New York, mm. um, and there's not enough experience amongst the surgeons to do these really complicated cases. So I go there and do. Um, really complex spine surgery uh, scoliosis surgery and then very complex limb deformity cases which is my special those two are what I do the most and I think that for me I go there and for instance there are some genetic Jewish diseases like familial dysautonomia which right. NYU has has been involved with for the last 40 years through Dr. Felicia Axelrod and so that's a disease that is just there's only 500 you know, patients in the world who have this disease, and, and all of them are Ashkenazic Jews. Um, so in Israel, I go there and I treat those kids as well. And, and I'm able to partner with Dr. Baron at a Schneider Children's Hospital in Petah Tikva, and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience for me. It's a little exhausting, but it's wonderful. And I get to stay in Israel for a week to ten days and operate every day. And then I, I, I um, it's very rewarding.
0: We featured some of the work that the FD Foundations are doing here on the show. And, and the advancements that they made relatively quickly were remarkable, right?
10: Yeah, I mean, for a disease that is an orphan disease that has... I think in the entire world, 500 patients, to understand they know the gene. I mean, they know what the gene right. is. They, they know how to test for it, you know, prenatally. So the numbers are going down and down in terms of the number of kids being born with this, you know, the difficult syndrome. Um, it's been incredible. It's been incredible support from the Jewish community to be able to do that. It's a real testament to the Jewish community to be able to diagnose this. To be able to treat it the way they have and really dedicate themselves to eliminating or ending this disease and improving the lives of the patients who have it.
0: And when you head to Israel, it's mostly teenagers you're operating on or any pediatric? uh,
10: Any pediatric from from birth to uh, about 21 years old, depending upon the problem.
0: Unbelievable. I'll tell you, just incredible. And Dr. Feldman, by the way, is heading to Israel next week for another one of those... uh, uh, those trips. NYU Langone Medical Center, number 14, in The Nation and the U.S. News and World Report's Best Hospitals, 2013 and 14. Honor roll with 12 nationally ranked specialties, including top 10 rankings in orthopedics, rheumatology, rehab, neurology, neurosurgery, and geriatrics. Uh, uh, Dr. Bosco, tell me about the rehab. I know that it is such an important component, and as time goes by, people, even the consumers, I believe, now are realizing just how key it is to the whole recovery from any type of surgery. I know what I went through years ago with the shoulder and all that uh tell us about the advancements in uh, in in that department especially at the uh, nyu hospital for joint diseases
11: well you know we, <clears throat> yeah that's a that's a great question so we yeah, any type of orthopedic procedure depends a lot on on the aftercare and the rehab and any patient that's had like you any type of orthopedic procedure realizes that you know you have to have a competent surgeon they have to do a good job but a lot's up to the patient and the rehab really guides the patient. Now, the rehab's changed a lot because we used to, we would admit people in the hospital for three or four weeks after surgery to do the rehab. But now it's shifted to an outpatient. And, uh, you know, we have a, a very strong history of uh, top-notch uh, rehab. Uh, at our our, our institution, going back uh, to the post-World War II when all our soldiers came back and were in need of uh, a lot of uh, rehabilitation.
0: To the youngsters out there who are wondering about different uh, areas of expertise that they can pursue, especially if they're not sure about the whole medical angle, rehab is is a wonderful option to look into, right?
11: Yeah, yeah. You know, they're called physiatrists, not psychiatrists, but physiatrists. And they're, they're physicians that take care of the musculoskeletal system, bones and joints. They don't operate, but they, they do non-operative treatment, and they supervise rehab because, again, you know, now with the new prosthetics and orthotics that you see these, these veterans coming back from, from, uh, from the Middle East with. Right. I mean, it's, it's a big deal.
0: It certainly is. It's unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Pinter, we've got to give you the last word because the uh, the hospital, in addition, and when we hear just how impressive things are in all these departments, it's pretty remarkable and incredible. And um, uh, the the one of the most important things, as you said earlier, is to make sure that everybody's as comfortable as possible in the hospital environment, especially for those who, uh, unfortunately, have to stay for a few days or weeks at a time. Uh, and uh, just if you could, review again uh, what the hospital is doing to make sure that our community feels as comfortable. As possible, there.
9: Again, the, you know, the hospital. The goal of the mission of the hospital is to is is, is the humanization of, of medicine. We humanize every patient is is, is, is special in, in, in their own very way, and uh, with all cultural, you know, need for any, all patients, we just uh, reach out and, and and offer any services that the patient does need. And just the fact that we're on staff, we're available. At all times, uh, and with the strong encouragement from both the hospital administration and from the Department of Nursing, uh, they just know that any any requests that patients have and/or needs are are met, and they just reach out to myself and to to the others uh, who represent other cultural uh, uh, diversity
0: needs for patients. Right. Uh, are there, and it, and it just happens. So I will over I will overstate the obvious. Kosher food, certainly. Accommodations for Shabbos, no problem. Special requests on a Friday you're able to take care of. In fact, Dr. Pinter, your phone is open all the time. We know that. So the pe-
9: Shabbos store downstairs in the lobby uh, with the Shabbos elevators. And, and just uh, whatever needs are, are asked for are, are just accommodated and, and, and needed. Even? Last night we had an issue with the, with one of our patients. And uh, uh, within 10 minutes after I got the call, uh, it was just taken care of. And the... Uh, and the family knows
0: that, and, 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 and the hospital staff knows that, and that's what's important. Well, kavod we, uh, we know firsthand exactly what's going on there and just how accommodating the hospital is uh, through your leadership on Shabbos and, of course, any other time that there may be special needs for our community, and it's much appreciated. Uh, those of you out there who are... Uh, uh, wondering about the uh, what's happening at the NYU Hospital for Joint Diseases in regard to our community. Things continue and just just like uh, their, their expertise when it comes to uh, all these different uh, types of um, orthopedic procedures continues to go up uh, their services to the Jewish community continue to go up and we wanted to recognize the work of Dr. Pinter and his staff in making sure that they uh, continue this amazing relationship uh, with our community uh, Dr. Feldman thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the trip to Israel and do some more great work there. I'm sure you you will
10: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. Dr. Bosco, a pleasure meeting you through this uh, forum. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Dr. Pinter, continue your amazing work. I know anybody out there who needs you, who's from anywhere, the New York, New Jersey area, or flying in from anywhere around the country or the world to use the services of your staff, I know that uh, your cell phone is open. They can contact you directly, and they'll make sure to have whatever they need at the Hospital for Joint Diseases. Yes, they can. Thank you very much. Dr. Isaac Pinter, who has been an amazing liaison for us for a long, long time, and uh, for the community, as you heard, for over 40 years. And our thanks to NYU. Hospital for Joint Diseases um, uh, for coming through, and I was glad we were able to uh, uh, feature them this morning here at JM in the AM, six minutes before eight o'clock on a JM in the AM Rosh Chodesh morning. We thank you for joining us. It is um, the 7th of August, the 1st of Elul, and we are another day closer to this amazing journey we're taking on Monday with our friends from Nefesh B'Nefesh. We will be on the plane on Monday, but before we get on that plane with hundreds of Jewish heroes... All the amazing Olim. will be doing the show live Monday morning from JFK, from the airport. And then Tuesday's show from Ben Gurion after landing in Israel. It's going to be amazing. Really incredible. Make sure to be tuned in and tell all your friends and relatives to do the same. They'll be very impressed, very inspired, and just uh, filled with joy like we will be uh, listening to the incredible celebration of all this Amazing movement to the Holy Land. So make sure to check it out starting Monday morning, 6 a.m. right here at JM in the AM. Happy birthday, going out to Yaakov Auerbach. Yaakov Arbach celebrating a birthday, and Goldie in Borough Park wants to hear this selection. Good morning, Goldie in Borough Park. From all of us here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
5: And
1: don't know why. so Come on. but don't so but
12: don't
1: know.
12: So you think, so you think.
0: We got to do a Jewish music tour to Israel once, you know. Head to one of those massive concerts they've got. Oh gosh, that was amazing, live in Nokia, in the Nokia Center in Tel Aviv. Unbelievable. Rosh Chodesh morning. It's Rosh Chodesh Elul at J.M. and the Am, Borough Park Jewish Community Council and the Borough Park Y present an identity fraud. Uh, presentation Borough Park Y at forty nine twelve Fourteenth Avenue in Brooklyn is coming Monday at seven thirty p.m. with Charles J Hines, Brooklyn D.A., and Richard Farrell, A.D.A., speaking starting at seven thirty at the Borough Park Y. That's happening Monday. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, have you um, have you submitted your voice yet? McGillis Lester, an animated three D feature length comedy is looking for voiceover artists. It's a story about a boy who goes back and disrupts the story of Purim and how he attempts to correct it. Go to megillaslester.com <laughs> com for information. You could be a star. That's Hanania Kramer's project, and he told me I have a cameo in that. I don't know what I'm playing. Maybe a radio announcer? I said yesterday. I think I remember playing Achashverosh in a play about uh, forty years ago, if I recall correctly. Had a long robe and all that. You know, someone made me an aluminum foil staff, which was you know really really cool in advance for the day. Let me tell you. So maybe maybe I could do that again. Eight o'clock in the morning, Rosh Chodesh is his, America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WNYX Montgomery, Rockland County at ninety one point nine on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmam dot org. So if you're feeling it, whatever you're feeling, just
1: those.
2: the
12: whole lot of
0: That eighth day, you heard Shlomi Gertner with Yo El Sharabi, Al Tashli Getting closer and closer to Salicha. Shlomo Katz had Nigun Nevo. Yaakov Shweki opened up the hour with Kedai from the live in Nokia double CD. Rosh Chodesh morning, JM in the AM. Believe it or not, four weeks from tonight, we'll be starting the brand new year. I know it's hard to believe. 72 degrees, afternoon thunderstorms, a high of 75. Well, th- th- this whole Nefesh Benefish thing must be a stunt because uh, I was just invited by Mayor Ferdig to participate in this week's stunt show, which airs tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream, uh, because of what we're doing Monday and Tuesday with Nefesh Benefesh. So uh, (laughs) I have finally made it to the stunt show and didn't even realize what kind of stunt it is. It is is really an unbelievable move. uh, What is happening starting Monday morning will be broadcasting from JFK as we get set to send off hundreds of amazing Jewish heroes, all the Olim, heading to Israel uh, for um, a, another chartered Nefesh B'Nefesh flight. Uh, we'll be with all those Jewish heroes on the flight. And then when we land in Tel Aviv, we will be doing the radio show for Tuesday morning from Ben-Gurion Airport. Unbelievable. Uh, by the way, The week continues to be exciting because Wednesday will be at Shalvim, Thursday at Armeer Bracha in Yerushalayim. And uh, I I believe our closest connection to Shivat Shalvim, and you may recall that we were, we proudly took an active role when the Bodners were honored by Shalvim a few years back. Our uh, One of the most uh, amazing close connections to Yishuvat Shalvin for us is, of course, our good friend Joey Bodner, who is with us live via telephone as we preview what's going to be happening one week from today on JM in the AM. Joe, welcome back to JM in the AM.
13: Good morning. Good Chodesh
0: Now, Chodesh Elul Tov means that a lot of students are taking seats in the Beit Midrash today, am I right?
13: As we speak. Probably a bunch of nervous, nervous boys <laughs> that are sitting down for their first time in the base mattress. and uh, getting adjusted to being away from home, being in another country, uh, being with the Israelis. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good nervous experience.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. You, you remember your first correspondence with a Bodner of the next generation when he first got to Sullivan?
13: Uh, uh, did, yeah
0: did he talk about nervousness and adjustment
13: I think the description was this is the worst month of my life <laughs> so i I think that the, that worst month of your life is because of all the change and all the difference right but I always say it's followed by the best month of your life because it's followed by a te and then suck is where the rest of the world comes and takes you out and takes care of you so there's <laughs> a very even balance when you come back in after uh <laughs>
0: and then the year the year took a drastic change, right? Because uh, things just continue to go up and up from there.
13: Yeah, baruch Hashem. Uh, we, Neil just came back from two years, and uh, he came back after Pesach, and he's in the YU Plus Pesach program. And it's a very very uh, warm feeling, knowing that uh, I hate to say how many years ago it was, but I can't count the years. Anymore. I can say the year in the nineteen seventy. Seventy-seven, seventy-eight, then seventy-eight, seventy-nine. I had the privilege of learning for two years in Shalvim. and that, uh, well, so many years later, to have my son uh, have that opportunity for two years also, uh, is a tremendous and warm feeling. Uh, yeah. Shalvim was always a, a warm, comfortable place. It was a, a home type of feeling, something very similar to what you and I talk about all the time when we talk about the Masifta right. and uh, the type of educational experience. And this was a almost a natural continuity. To the extent that I still have Kesha with um, uh, my Rebbe or Shiva or Shaziger to this day, he was at my home last year, I was at his home last year, and uh, other uh, Rebbein, it's ironic. You know, look at where I am today, and the people who are in my Shear and the Shear above me and, and Shear Hay and starting the Kolo are today's uh, the Rosh Hashibas and the Rebbein and the Yeshiva. And uh, that's also what's very special about Shalvim. You know, recently the yeshiva celebrated its 50th anniversary, right? And uh, all it's grown tremendously. It was a yeshiva; when I was there. Now it's got Rofay you know, alone, whole shkuna, whole educational system, anti school high school, co-op uh, training, them, etc. I mean, it's, been, it's unbelievable. I Plus, what they've done for the ladies, yeah. Keep track what's doing, and they started the SFW, which is a women's program that's doing amazing, and has in a short period of time grown a tremendous, tremendous reputation. That all being said, when they introduced the various heads of all the different schools and divisions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, including the girls' division, all inbred. Everybody is a Shalvan alumni. It's unbelievable. The people who run the Kolo, the high school, the Rabeim, the Yeshiva, the, the rosh Yeshiva, the head of the, SOW, the Kukhani and SFW, the Mashiach, the of the unbelievable. So it's, it's literally where Shalvan is trained its own future generation, and then that generation is now continued to train future.
0: Joey Bodner with us live via telephone a week from today. We'll be at Yeshivat Shalvim. They'll be one week into the intense, brand-new Elul Zman, and we will be visiting, in addition to the main um, yeshiva, we will, be, we will be visiting the uh, ladies' facility as well, as we will... Uh, explore what they're doing in Yerushalayim at an incredible uh, women's program The um, will we will we feel what you're describing will visitors like us next Wednesday feel that family atmosphere on the Shalvim campus
13: I absolutely believe it. I think you'll feel uh, a, a very warm reception when you get there, you'll see even as early on as this is obviously realize that you're coming so early in the program the boys for sure obviously you have a large group of boys that are shunned bed. Right. But they already have experience that will, you know, be familiar with you, know you and recognize you and you'll interview with them and they'll be able to tell you about their warm experience and they'll have recently have even been there overlapping their Shana Aleph with Neil Shunabet so they'll still, you know, know know your family connection to us. Do you think
0: well, Do you think we'll be able to pull some of those New Jersey students out of the Beit Midrash to say hi on the radio?
13: <laughs> I think the, the Rosh Hashimah will require them to do it. <laughs> That's usually the way that we can get boys out of the base managers.
12: Um,
13: There's usually a very intense feeling when you go in, especially, you know, LL. In general, LL, L-O, you look at, you know, introspection and being very serious. You go off for your year in Israel. You take a very serious approach. So when you're in that first week of intense, Evel, intense, my first shot at Israel, and everything going, you really want to be, you know, be in the learning, every aspect, at every minute that you can. So um, I, I think the boys will enjoy the little break and a little connection to home, and I think that will be a, a, an exciting little treat for them. I don't think every uh, yeshiva boy goes off for the year has that opportunity. So I think it'll be an amazing opportunity and a thrill to us that tying in your nephew's, nephew's trip, you chose to, to share and to broadcast from Shalvim and SFW. And, uh, as you said, we've had a very long connection, uh, with the yeshiva and, uh, you, you correctly, uh, state, uh, when I was honored back in, uh, I think it's 2002, uh, no, it, dinner in, in, in my honor. It's and, uh,
0: not eleven years ago, is it? Huh? Is it eleven years ago? Yeah. Oh, oh my! I, I, I was going to estimate three, four years. <laughs> Lucky I didn't say that. I was going to say three, four years back.
13: The two best chairmen ever ever have a dinner. You and Ray Pizanski, <laughs> and, and uh, the introductions for each uh, honoree were sixty seconds or less. <laughs> you remember, I commented at the time that Pizanski how talented he was. That in sixty seconds he said something about the honoree. He
0: said a Torah and he said a joke. Right. Very few people can do that in 60 seconds. <laughs> Not easy to do that, that's for sure. Joey Bodnar with us live via telephone. We travel to Israel next week. The, uh, the center of our trip on Wednesday is going to be our visit. T. Shivat Shalvin. What do you think of this? uh, And we'll work our way backwards, because I want to talk about what you're doing this Shabbos as well. We'll get to it. But what do you think of Monday and Tuesday? Could you imagine after all these years, we're finally going to be part of uh, witnessing these uh, hundreds of Jewish heroes heading with Nefesh B'Nefesh to Israel?
13: There's only one thing that could be better than what you're doing on Monday and
0: Tuesday. (laughs) I know what you're going to say.
13: I hope and pray that one day you'll you'll be either doing it, together with me and ruthie <laughs> and staying and not just coming back after you do the show
0: amen to that That's gonna that, be... you kind
13: of knew where i was going with that right
0: oh yes oh yes you can't imagine
13: <laughs> this is a huge dream that the seagulls and bodgers have talked about for a long time and hopefully mention one day it'll come true for us too
0: uh yeah maybe we'll be next door neighbors joe you never know
13: Fine. Listen, I wouldn't live in a two-family house, but if it was you, I would consider it. (laughs) Thanks a lot.
0: That's quite a compliment. I appreciate that. This coming Shabbos, Teaneck, New Jersey, is going to, uh, again, feel a closer connection to the state of Israel. Joey Bodner, tell everybody what's happening with your very special guest this coming Shabbos.
13: So, for a few years, I've I've been following and supporting uh, somebody who I think is going to make a major impact on the, uh, on the future of Eric Israel, And he has a unique approach and he has been steadfast in his path and patient and willing to go through all the hurdles that it'll take to get there, uh, in the manner that he feels is the right way. And I'm speaking of none other than Moshe Fagelin, who in the last elections was elected to the Knesset and now is the Deputy Speaker of the Knesset. And it's just an honor for Ruthie and I be hosting Moshe Fagum the Shabbos in Tinek, where it will be uh uh David Shur speaking at uh, uh some of the Shabbos morning Minyanim right. giving the, the Drasha uh, sending off a, a message Friday with the I assume the Parsha and and there Israel <coughs> eating meals at our home with other guests and open to the public uh I'll send you the flyer maybe you can put put up on the website information but five thirty uh, mincha F&A, Shurin, uh, Shabbos afternoon, right. will be followed by 6 p.m. at my home, a Q&A with, uh, with uh, Moshe. I, oh, I think good. she would call it a, an open mic, but uh, with the
0: Shabbos mic. <laughs> Very nice. All you right. and
13: I just experienced an open mic Q&A on the Shabbos.
0: That's, right, the open mic without the mic. Right. Um, all right, so 5.30, Mincha, 6 p.m., in the Bodner home. Moshe Feigland Deputy Speaker of the Knesset, will be there. You'll be able to ask whatever you want, folks, and believe you me, he has a lot of intriguing answers. It be a very interesting conversation that, I can guarantee you. All right, so uh, the, uh, Moshe Faglin and Teaneck is coming Shabbos. Take advantage of the Bodner invitation for 6 p.m. on Shabbos Day. We head to Israel with Nevesh B'nevesh on Monday, Wednesday, one week from today. The show will emanate live, 1 p.m. Israel time, 6 a.m. New Jersey time from Mishivat Shalavim. I didn't ask you a big question, Joey. Do you want me to take mail for you? Need you need, 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 need me to take anything for the folks at Shalavim for you? Uh, you know, the uh, old there. If I guess I have to send cereal and all those other crazy things. I, mean, I picked the right year to go, huh?
13: I'm good. You know what? Uh, by the way, I just want to tell you, it's interesting how we talk about tying things together. Yeah. Just to understand Shalavim, uh, Moshe Faglin has spoken at Shalavim numerous times. Mm. So it's it kind of... Uh, ties in everything. And and I have to say that both our experience together in high school and my experience in Shalabim has made me feel, and I think also, that that involvement in the community and in Eretz Israel and doing these things. And I think it's it's almost natural that these type of things, Nefesh Benefesh and Shalabim and Moshe Fagel, Eretz Israel overlap. It's not just a coincidence. It's who I became because of the educational system I went through and i and say it was tapped off uh, from MHS to in
0: and then uh, completed at YU. Look, aside from our families, there's nobody else we would blame but the institutions you just mentioned. There's no question about it, and uh, they get all the credit. Um, no question. Uh, Rosh Chodesh, morning, JM in the AM. Alright, Joey, so uh, a week from today, I hope you'll be tuned in and listening in as we uh, as we bring you much closer, not only to Israel, but to an institution and a yeshiva that's extremely dear to you. It should be a lot of fun, and it should be very interesting, especially this time of year, as you mentioned, a week into the Zman in Elul. I I mean, I don't know if there's a better time to visit and explore what's happening in one of the landmark Hezder Yeshivot of Israel.
13: I'd like to hear back from you how you feel walking in to a, a, a base strategist. I'm sure it's been a long time <laughs> since you walked into a, an Israeli Yeshiva base strategist, you know, a week into Elul to get a, that feeling and inspiration. You know, there are guys that go back just for Elul. That's, right. that's right. That's right. we got to
0: find one of those for next week. That's right. There are guys who go, and they'll they'll stay, what, either for a month or through Yom Kippur, right?
13: Yeah, stay through, yeah, through, through, through Even you through circus, right. Go for Elul, and usually when the calendar is a little bit later with school that they can be able to handle. I don't know this year, with, with uh, the end of coming so early, If you Brilliant. know, how that's going to play out. It may work better for people, it works for people, people don't have to... Do something until September, and they have the whole August. It's unbelievable. Mm, unreal. So I, I think this is the earliest I ever remember of Rochelle coming out. Yeah, a very long time. Th-
0: this is very early to say the least. Nobody could believe it. All
13: right, I- I'm waiting to hear back your feedback on. On what that is, I'm sure there's, a, there's an intensity and, and just a warmth when you walk into that basement.
0: Oh, no question about it. Nothing like Chodesh El in a uh, very uh, active yeshiva, especially in Israel.
13: I, I just need to put one disclaimer on before you go. Go ahead. All right. When you walk into the building, you know, the dining room building the, mm. the, the, to eat.
12: Yeah. Which
13: I'm sure they'll offer you meals, et cetera. Yeah. So there's a wonderful plaque on the wall. It's called, you know, and the dining was called the Central Dining Hall, the Ruthie and Joey Botner Central Dining Hall. That's fantastic. I just want you to know and understand. Take a picture of it. It's wonderful and great. But we're just responsible for the physical structure, not for what's <laughs> served in there. So, you want to keep your reputation intact, huh? And why are you playing main event. And maybe you'll have a wonderful experience, and I hope you do. I mean, I've eaten there, and it's been okay. But, That's great. Uh, That's great. Well, people do call me up and say, How dare you serve that in that room? And how could you?
0: By the way, by the way, Stacey Siegel told me this because I didn't realize it, but she saw it somewhere on the web. Did main event caterers just celebrate a quarter of a century?
13: Yeah, Baruch Hashem, this past uh, August. Mazel Mazel Tov! Last, uh, I think it was Thursday, the main event started August 1st, 1988.
0: Unbelievable.
13: And uh, Bland her August 1st, 2013, was 25 years of business for Eddie and I, and Marty had joined five years later. So right. it's 25 years of main event overall, uh, Eddie and Joey, and 20 years, Eddie, Joey, and Marty, and it's been a, a, a wonderful, wonderful run. And people said to me, until 120, I said, God forbid... People said to me another twenty-five. I said, God forbid! But I said I should have the health and strength and the wit and ability to make the decision if I want
0: to go twenty-five more. And when I was told twenty-five for main events, I of course said, "What are you serving (laughs) (laughs) for the big celebration?" All right, Joe. Thank you so much. We'll speak to you next week from the Holy Land.
13: Have a great trip, and I'm jealous.
0: I appreciate that very much. If it's one thing I know, Joey Bonner would love to be on this adventure, that's for sure. Rosh Chodesh morning on a Wednesday at JM in the AM. It all starts Monday morning at JFK. I'll tell you, this is, it's only Wednesday and I'm already starting to get excited. We've done a lot of trips to Israel, but none like this one. Nefesh benefesh at JFK. Nefesh benefesh at Ben-Gurion. And, of course, we're on the flight with all these hundreds of great Jewish heroes heading to Israel, Olim Chadashim, uh, on Monday afternoon. Wednesday, we'll visit Yeshivat Shalavim at the beginning of the Elul Zman, an amazing kind. Con- i got to thank Miriam al Wallach by the way, because uh, when we first explored uh, doing this and heading to Yeshiva during Elul, it was her idea that it would be a perfect time of year. And, boy, is she right. And uh, then we go to Armei or Bracha on Thursday, as they are already in the midst of their big Rosh Hashanah campaign, trying to feed as many families for the upcoming holiday season. And that will be our four uh, Israel-themed radio shows next week here at JM in the AM. Follow us on Facebook, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel on Twitter at Tall Jewish Radio and at Nachum Siegel Net. May as well follow both handles and be up-to-date on everything. I'll try to tweet out a picture of the uh, the Bodner sign in the Shalvim dining room next week, 18 minutes before 9 o'clock. This is JM and the A.
14: We've been walking down a long road That started back then In the Garden of Eden We were slaves in Egypt With a heavy load Until God told Moses He was gonna give us our freedom Coming home The chosen people are gonna start coming home Big family reunion in the family. In the family of man
2: And we were scattered
14: To the four winds We lost our home, our land Our temple and freedom Start coming home back to Canaan. Milk and honey in the promised land. It's one big family reunion in the family of man.
4: Be a god, the cave, a shame. be a makes the be Cave El Hashem, Cave El Hashem, Cazak be a mace, the Bechor, the Cave El Hashem, Cave El Hashem, Cave El Hashem, Cazak be a mace, the Bechor, the Hashem. Kabel Hashem, Kazakh, be a man's, be a man's, be a man's, be a bi khob-e tavela sham tavela sham khazat bi Hashem am a chant, i
0: in the a.m. I played that off the computer, and you probably heard some of those Facebook noises in the background. (laughs) Usually we don't have those to this degree, but I posted something which apparently is getting a lot of reaction. I posted true or false, today until Sukkot day one is the longest stretch without Hallel. And in the span of seconds, it seems people have uh, been uh, prone to react to that, so... Thank you for your reaction. And yeah, I believe this is the longest stretch without Hallel. From after the first of Elul until the first day of Sukkot. I believe that's the case. And you'd probably have to go to Rosh Chodesh uh, Cheshvan until you get to a half Hallel, right? Yeah, I would guess so. J.M. and the A.M., the rabbi's sons, of course. Kaveh El Hashem, words we started saying. David Hashem Ori. Chavei Hashem, one of the psukim, coming home from R.A. Kunstler off the Yes Legacy here at JM and the AM. Hey, don't forget that our friends at uh, Colrum Multimedia are looking for voiceover artists for their comedy, Megillas Lester. Megillas Lester. Go to MegillasLester.com and you'll see how you could be part of that. Monday, we head to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh. Nefesh Benefesh on Sunday has a retirement workshop. If you want to read about, if you want to learn about healthcare in Israel, rights, benefits, building a social network, going north, going south, those special programs, head to, um, Nevis Benefesh on Sunday at 10 a.m. It's happening at the UJA Federation on East 59th Street in New York, 8664 Aliyah or nbn.org.il. nbn.org.il. 10 minutes before 9 o'clock, Rosh Chodesh morning at JM and the AM. Brand new Maccabees! can be amazing, you can turn a phrase into
3: a weapon or a drug, you can be the outcast or be the backlash of somebody's lack of love, or you can start speaking up, nothing's gonna hurt you the way that words do, when they settle neath your skin, kept on the inside, no sunlight, sometimes a shadow wins. happen if you
2: Op tegen Bejoy Bejoy Be zijn khassen poe
1: met op tegen Be zijn Be zijn 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 en Die Jungs sind gastlichem, Buskartenbach hat so weit. Die Jungs sind gastlichem, Buskartenbach hat so weit. Die Jungs sind gastlichem, Buskartenbach hat so weit.
2: Moving moya tegen Moving moya
3: tegen Moving tegen tegen
0: First, this morning at JM in the AM, Malcolm Homeline has uh, returned, I am told, and will join us Friday at 7.40 in the morning for a weekly update. Keep that in mind. and brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. For the listeners, sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WNYX Montgomery, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Round the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And that will wrap up a Wednesday morning broadcast. Enjoy your Rosh Chodesh, everybody. Four weeks from tonight, Rosh Hashanah, believe it or not. <laughs> Monday, we leave with Nevesh Benefesh on this incredible journey to Israel. Uh, it will be remarkable. Make sure you circle your calendar the entire next week. You don't want to miss live from JFK and then live from Israel right here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Wednesday. till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.